Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. But really, well. everyone is here for one thing. It, it was. It was. But everyone is here for one thing and one thing only. And it's this guy. And it's this guy. Wait. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. Sorry, I wanted to pull up the dirty. That was dirty. I'm sorry. One, I'm sorry. I had to do oh, this. He nailed his boat in one move. That's like yeah, that, that's, that was, the, that's his first win all week. I'm proud of him. Congrats, yeah, bro. That, that is that is your first <laughs> win all week. That's an amazing production uh, producer role right there. I, I like that. We'll yeah, have to send that one to Gus. This is, oh no 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 no. But your mock has been released. Side note, real quick, Beth, welcome. Thank you for your Paramount Plus. I've been watching that. Just this is just fantastic. Okay, that is, is that why super my graphic fun. didn't get put up till late. Uh, just saying. Actually, yeah, it is because last night I <laughs> want I went off of the uh, true story. Went off the air last night. Went into the living room and got hooked on Paramount Plus. Not to say that I it, the reason is Paramount Plus because I forgot to know either way whether I was watching Paramount yeah, Plus yeah. or not. I forgot it, but. Paramount Plus is clutch, man. But your mock draft has been released, and the hot topic here of discussion has to be. But you fix no, 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 no. I want to start at three. I want to start at yeah, three. Let's, let's mean, run through it. Let's go. Let's run. I through just want to start at three. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on every pick. I just want to start at three. We already know. No, bring all three of us up. I want to see faces. Yeah. Come on, uh, yeah, you need to see this. So we already know Trevor Lawrence, and I think most people anticipate it's going to be – that's a little close uh, – Zach Wilson. <laughs> but I got a lot of Niner fans that that troll me and that are here in California that want to know, you know, who I'm thinking, why I'm thinking Mac Jones. And, and this was tough, I'm not going to lie, because initially I really just thought the Niners, where they were at, would look at somebody like a Trey Lance at 12 or a Mac Jones at 12 if he fell – and that's kind of what I thought they were going to go with there regardless. If not, then maybe go DB, right? Because they need some help in the secondary. When they, made it the, when they made the trade, my initial reaction was, oh, they're going to get Zach Wilson because I still have the Jets taking somebody else or moving out or whatever. Um, now that we know that's all clear, I think Matt Jones is, is a Kyle Shanahan quarterback. He liked Matt Ryan. He liked Kirk Cousins. I, f- I feel like Mac Jones fits Kyle Shanahan, and I think that's who he wants. However, I do think there's a struggle within the Niners organization that really kind of wants Justin Fields. And I'm not a huge Justin Fields guy, but I absolutely think he's better than Mac Jones because I'm going to tell you right now, Mac Jones is not it. I don't care about Alabama. I don't care what he did with Devonta Smith. I want to point out something Vinny said yesterday. 
and we'll talk about this with Trey Lance as well. And he he went to the sports reference. Let me show you what he didn't do in college and all that stuff. And, and I want people to realize that we look at these college quarterbacks. Most of these guys that we're talking about, one year. Mac Jones, one good year. Trey yeah. Lance, one good year. Justin Fields and Trey, Trevor Lawrence are a little bit different because they've had a track record, right? They've played multiple years. Zach Wilson, it's only really been one or two good years. The biggest problem I have is you pointed that as a deficiency for Trey Lance, and then you kind of boost up Mac Jones a little bit. You talked about him earlier this offseason with New England, and you thought he was going to be pretty good, maybe because you're a homer. but No, I never said he was going to be pretty good. No, no, I've never been a believer in Mac Jones being a good NFL player. I have never said that. I have been okay. very hot and high on the fact that Mac Jones is going to be a bust in this in this oh, draft, that better, but just better than Trey Lance. I think I no, I think I think Trey Lance is going to be a bust too. Because, but right. and my thing is, you literally compare. I, I don't I don't see how no. that's a thing though. You compared because, because, one season for Mac Jones in the SEC, one season for Justin Fields in the Big Ten, nope. one season for BYU and Zach Wilson. Can I finish my days. point? Can I finish my point? Because it's a whole Mac Jones, Trey Lance um, realm. Go ahead. These are the Trey Lance argument with Mac and Mac Jones included is one good season. That's all I'm talking about right now. It's just they've had one good season. There are quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky, that drafted high, one good season. Josh Allen, who is a very similar quarterback to Trey Lance, size, ability, very, very similar. Go look at his numbers. Go but at his numbers in Wyoming. They're not overwhelming by far. You brought up the fact you're not even 20, you're not yeah. even focused on what I'm what I'm even arguing about with Trey Lance. I've never really put focus on the one season thing. My focus is on the fact that that one season he barely threw the ball over twenty times. That one Go season. Go look at Josh Allen's numbers. I, Go look at I, Josh Allen's numbers. He proved it. He proved it. That's fine. That's one player. But this, but that's the thing. That's one player. Josh Allen could play. That's fantastic. But Trey Lance has done nothing to me. Why you? You tell me Wyoming was a star team where he played. Wyoming trailed well, games, man. He had to make comebacks. He had to be. He had to face who, adversity. Who had to make comebacks? Huh? Josh Allen in college make? at Wyoming. Trey Lance hasn't Making had to do that. What do you mean making comebacks? He threw for like 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and like 10 picks. Like it was very, very pedestrian numbers from Josh Allen. They were well, I'm not, like overwhelming. I'm not saying they were fantastic numbers, but I'm saying he had to go through the trials and tribulations of being a quarterback, okay? Trey Lance has not had to do that. He's barely threw the ball. You're saying you're saying he barely throws the ball because he throws over he doesn't throw over 20 times. That's what that's what yeah. your argument is. That's a problem. That's a problem. Why? Is it not? why is that a problem? Why, because why, why is that a problem? It, it's just, an, uh, so like I said last night on our mock, on our show covering nine through 16, which you can check out on all audio platforms and on our Facebook, if you need to check it out. Like I said last night, I said that I just would not draft Trey Lance in the top 10. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Okay. And don't, we talked don't about say he's going to be a bust and then say you just, you, all you were saying was still, you wouldn't draft him in the top he, 10. I still think he could be a bust. I really do think that he could be a bust because there's a lot of unknowns with him. And I get it. It sounds That's like you're playing, but it sounds like you're oh. playing both sides because you're playing the fence. You're saying, well, I wouldn't draft him top 10, but I think he could be a bust. Well, I'm not gonna, guess what? I'm not Your number be one beloved Trevor Lawrence could be a bust. 
everyone that's what i'm saying everyone can be a bust that's so, why i'm on so, the fence so how do you so how are you evaluating the quarterbacks you can't have a, a different how are you evaluation the quarterbacks? you barely have any tape on trey lance you no one well, has you tape how, on trey lance it's the i'll tell you how i'm evaluating it it's the unknown me, that is making let trey me answer lance your question happen. let me answer your question when i want a quarterback is he big yeah he's big enough to play quarterback Fantastic. does he have an arm that good size let me finish. Wait. <laughs> does he have a does he have a big arm? Yeah. Does he turn the ball over? He played in the F dude. He played in no, a crap. No, no, no. Answer the question. No, he doesn't does turn, he turn the ball over. Sorry, he throws he a little, ball over. He only throws, so, he only throws like 16 times on average in a game. I don't game. care how many times you throw. Over. I don't care how many times you throw. If you don't turn Ethan the ball Peterman over, the came ball in and threw 12 passes and five interceptions. Yes, I that 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 argument of experience is a good argument. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying that he doesn't lack experience. That's what he lacks. So when we talk about Trey Lance going in the top ten or even going in the top twenty, which I'm more of a proponent of, because I agree with you on the top ten thing, he's likely to go to a place that he's going to have to sit and learn. But and that's the problem. Stop. Let me finish. That's, the, that's no, not on, a that's problem. The problem though. That's the problem. Why? He's not because hold on. Where do you have him in your mock? Where do you have him in your mock? Let's see. Trey Lance. Where I have him, is he? I okay. have him going to, to the Washington football you have, That's a good pick. That's a good spot. But last night, and this is where my argument came last night. This is where my argument came last night. We talked about the Denver Broncos being a team for Trey Lance. That would not make sense. If he goes, you're right. If he goes to a team where he can sit back and learn, that's fine. The, the likelihood of him being a bust is, 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 Less it's less likely to happen if he could go to a team that he can learn from. But you go to the mock drafts and you see the potential of him getting drafted to a Denver or a San Francisco. Maybe San Francisco is a better spot, but like a Denver, okay? A team okay, like so Denver, Denver, your point. It doesn't point make sense. Denver, that's the bust. You say it doesn't make sense. I actually think that's one of the few teams that does make sense. And the reason why, if he's going to be thrusted in there right away to start, right? Denver's team is not bad. Like if you look at the talent around Denver, you have a, you have a very athletic tight end. You have good weapons on the outside. You have Melvin Gordon, who's a veteran running back. You have a decent offensive line. You have a solid defense with a defensive-minded head coach who's known to put good defenses together. Why? Where else would you want to be? That's I mean, if you're going to be thrusted into start, and I'm not saying it's a good idea, but most of these guys now, most of these franchises now are forced to win in the first four to five years of that rookie contract that a quarterback has. So if you're a team that's in that situation, sometimes you have no choice but to put him out there and to see if he can play. But so, so that's the thing though. That's the thing. Drew Locke is a bad quarterback. Is he not? So you're basically saying that, 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 that team, all that talent around them, around him can make a bad quarterback look good. It didn't work for Drew Locke. Did it? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know that that's not, I don't know that that's true. Okay. Okay. I don't know that that's true. this was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Drew Locke is not Trey Lance. I'm sorry. I understand that you have this issue with how potential. long. Yeah. Trey Lance has better potential. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something right now. The The thought process of Drew Locke was him playing at Mizzou in the SEC and not looking at pedestrian as a guy before him. Trey Lance is absolutely better than Drew Locke. Trey Lance has much more upside than Drew Locke. Know, you talk about how do you stop, know? Stop, stop. Because he, you, I watch him. I you don't get to him. say you can that, Benny. You, you can't watch? say how do you he's know. You, you can't ask me how. You can't ask me how I know he's better than Drew Locke, and then tell me you know he's worse than Drew Locke. 
You, that's the I'm same exact sentence. Worse than the Drew Lock. I'm just saying. There's that big word. the The word of the day when you talk about Trey Lance, yes. unknown, unknown. I think it's that the, unknown. The skill, this list. Nobody. I, stop. Hold on. Give me a second. I haven't talked in ten minutes. Be quiet. Let me take this. Let me Stephen good. A. Smith you for a second. <laughs> Every single person coming into this draft is unknown. Sure, you've seen what Justin Fields can do in college. You've seen what Trevor Lawrence can do in college. We have not seen any of these guys step foot on the NFL field. But the same conversation was made for Mitchell Trubisky. The same conversation was made for Daniel Jones, who weren't as experienced. And then if you want to throw in your FCS product, Carson Wentz, who once again was almost an MVP candidate. So these players, once you don't have what you want, you don't have your 50 games or whatever – you are still thinking about these players and what they are showing you on film. And what Trey Lance shows you is that he has good vision. He has good footwork. He knows how to get out of the pocket and rush the ball. And if he's forced to throw the ball downfield, he's done that better than most. He's got great arm talent. He's got great vision. He's got great footwork. If I have to have a guy, let me tell you about him going to Washington. It's going to be the same two a conversation where six games in, Ryan Fitzpatrick is benched. And they're like, yeah. well, we got to try with our new guy. Trey Lance is 90% going to play football this season unless he goes to Atlanta. And but look what you, even look then, what people, something's going to happen with Matt Look what Ryan. people are saying about Tua, though. Look what people are saying about Tua. Who cares they messed saying? that up. They messed he, that up. He, but that's what I'm saying. He's so still this, one this, year in the, but this, is he a bust after one year? That, that, that's no, I, you you I even don't. said earlier on the show, why are we so quick to react? He's had basically a half a season, and you're now saying, what are people saying about him? He's coming off a hip injury. Usually you get better the second year after a big injury like that. And he's young. These guys are not all going to come in and be Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. It doesn't I agree. happen. I agree. I think, so, I think like I, like I said, there's, there's what, four, four quarterbacks in this draft? Top four? There's four quarterbacks that are going to be starters in the NFL this season. Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Jones. Sorry, five. Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Jones, and and. Trey Lance, five quarterbacks are going to be starters. Two of them are going to be busts that I can maybe, guarantee. I can, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe. But the thing is, is like you said, no, not everyone is a Patrick Mahomes. There are busts and we can end it here. Um, and it's just been a great argument. AJ, it's, AJ is up next for you and your Kyle Pitts talk, but oh my God. it could, it, it could <laughs> happen. See how he finessed that. You see how he Oh my God! What do you mean, finesse? What you mean? Uh, we just put too much stock. We I, as cool. as a cool. sports society, there's too much stock put into. Oh, I played in the SEC. I threw the ball five thousand times. I did this. I, that is it's all great. About that it's not. Now, listen, it is because that's, our that's arguments not, about. I haven't even compared him to any. I, not, I haven't no. even really compared him to anybody else. I, I brought just, up what your he argument has is done. how much he's done. Your your argument is how much he's done. That's Look, what your argument is. Okay, I brought, I brought up, I brought up, I brought up, I brought up his first oh, game in a canceled season this past season against Central Arkansas. What, what, what I, was his stats, AJ? What? It was a close game. He had to battle through adversity, and he only threw 149 yards. A hundred. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl throwing 149 yards. I don't care. Come on, Why does man. that matter? Come Did on. he win the game? Dude, not, Did he win the game? Not, he did. His team won the game without without without. Well, so I have a question for you. Are we saying are. the same thing? Are are we saying the same thing when Lamar Jackson does that? Yes, there are. There is a ton of people hating on Lamar Jackson. The dude. There are. Are a you ton questioning of whether Lamar Jackson, Jackson should have been like should have been a top ten pick? Like if he was now, you took Lamar Jackson throwing 149 yards, and you're get what are you getting now? Are you taking him top ten? 
if he's throwing 149 yards and he's not producing, he's not doing the run. You can production is is about is is Baltimore going to win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson and the way this offense is going? Is it going? What I can't say. They, can they, they, they yes. haven't yet, but they, they absolutely, absolutely can. can. Are you kidding me? They were they were so close a minute ago. With the style of play that they have, with the style that yes. they're running Dude, right now. Before last season, play. Lamar Jackson was one of the most accurate QBs to his position at his age. It's the not game, the fact he regressed a little bit, but that happens every single year. It's just about now, every single QB. So you're, you're making the point even more now because now you're making it about scheme. If you get a coach with that talent of Trey Lance, and he coaches him up the way he should coach him up. That's a, but that's elite a big, superstar quarterback. That's a big if, though. How many coaches that's what you want in the top ten? That, that's but that's what you what want in the top ten. Who in the top ten? So you got Kyle Shanahan is is a coach that can change somebody like that. Who else but in the see, top that, ten can change Vinny, someone like that? But but you're you're speaking from the outside. Every team in the top ten, guess what? They all think they're capable of doing coaching that elite talent up. So those coaches are already thinking, I can coach this player when they draft him there. No coach they is saying, you know what, well, guys, we're drafting Trey Lance, but I don't know if I can coach him. But Nobody's that's the thing. That. You think that, but reality has to set. What When you think about these coaches and if they can do it, the likelihood of them doing that, when you have a, when you have a quarterback like that that makes your offense very one-dimensional, you get figured out. We talked about it in the playoffs all last season, dude. We talked I think about it. I'd be it very with- surprised that it's not one-dimensional. I, I'm, I, I, I think you're putting way too much on too many passes. Volume, volume <laughs> doesn't. Volume does not speak to somebody's ability. Volume does not speak to ability. It doesn't, but you try to you try to play, and, and again, going back to Baltimore, you play to your quarterback's strengths. What they're doing in Baltimore is playing to Lamar Jackson's strengths, and that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. You have to let Lamar he's, lose. He's in the playoffs every year. He's, he's in, in the, the playoffs, playoffs every year. Play, what? Okay, sorry. I don't. I like winning championships over being in the playoffs every year. Sorry, that's what I prefer. And guess who is yeah, in the in the Super Bowl every year? Quarterbacks that can actually throw the ball thirty plus times in a game and take over a game with their arm. So, so, so should the Bills just get rid of Josh Allen? They haven't won. Josh anything. Allen should. Josh Allen has every has quarterback shown. hasn't won anything unless your name is Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Like, really think is, though, about that. Team, but you're seeing what what did we see from Josh Allen this year that as opposed to the, the past two years? We saw we saw the improvement of his throwing ability. Did we not? Mm. I saw the improvement of his accuracy. But see now it seems like you ability. now it seems like you're not even gonna give the chance for Trey Lance to show you the improvement I of his ability. Like I never even you, said that though. <laughs> All right, I never let's go. pick let's number go. four. I'm what is your pick number four? Let's go to the next one. I'm just Mac Jones. Mac Jones at three because of the the fit for Kyle Shanahan for me. I like I, I like Denver trading up to get Justin Fields at four. Can I ask you one more Atlanta. question about this Mac Jones thing before we move on? I really wanted to yes. ask you this question. Okay, really yes, wanted to absolutely. ask you absolutely. if you're the 49ers, and this is again not my I, I'm I do I'm not biased towards Mac Jones. I don't think you trade up for a quarterback like Mac Jones. I think you could have gotten him at 12. And the San Francisco 49ers have done that. Are is it does it make I, you I think agree with you. Here? I, I absolutely. I said that Justin Fields is definitely an option here. Um I'm just going with I, I kind of more of a gut instinct. Um but yes, you're right. You don't trade up for Mac Jones unless you think somebody's going to trade up 
to get these quarterbacks. And that's the that's thing I'm thinking. So you might sit at 12 and say, you know what? Mac Jones is going to fall to us. Then you're looking and you're like, okay, now Zach Wilson at two, somebody moves up, trades with Atlanta. All these trade partners are there. And you're like, maybe a team jumps us and takes Mac Jones at eight, nine, 10. And then now you're there at 12 and you're like, we didn't get a quarterback. We don't really like what's left of the field with Kyle Trask and, you know, Kellen Mond and whoever. And you're like, now we're waiting another year to replace Jimmy G, right? Matt Stafford's gone. Sam Darnold was still available, but they didn't really show too much interest in him. So th- those are things that you could think they might, they might think there, but absolutely Justin Fields is, is an option. And I would, I would venture to guess if it's not Mac Jones, that it's going to be Justin Fields. And I, I just, that's, I, 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 I know I, I know I promised that this was the last question, but really this is a, a rapid fire <laughs> question for you regarding these quarterbacks. Before Man, I should have been here at five o'clock guys. You, you wish. <laughs> okay. So we're, we'll, I, oh, this is the you wide receiver. The thing. I, again, I got to get rid every of that. Wide time. Receiver every time. So Just label them better. <laughs> it, it literally says pass catches on the wide receiver one too. And I, I know. Still, okay. So you look at the quarterbacks here and Asia and I kind of played this game last night where what we think and they what they think they should do where the where we think like they should be so you have the four quarterbacks here and i want simple answers here early first round middle first round or end of first round basically because they're all first round talents where would you have them not where you think they're going to go quarterbacks listed here zach wilson mac jones justin fields trey lance zach wilson early mid or late first round pick early right where he's slated to go that's number two I think, I think he's the second-best quarterback. <laughs> my honest opinion, I don't know, fifth round, I, I think he's going to be trash. <laughs> I think I think Mac Jones is going to be an absolute bust. So I, I'm I okay think, with it. I don't honestly, I don't undrafted. I, I don't I don't like him, and I think I he's whoa, highly overhyped. Whoa, whoa. I'd go, I'd go late first round, maybe second yeah, round, no. maybe early would, second I, round. I wouldn't spend anything in the top 100 and – 50 picks on him. Jeez. AJ, are you different on that one? I mean, yeah, I'm not that bad on him. I mean, I do think he's got some talent, but not top (laughs) three talent, not top 10 talent. I mean, 15 and later. Like, I thought New England and Washington were great uh, picks for him, but apparently uh, everyone's really gung-ho on Mac Jones all of a sudden. Your dude, your dude, uh, same as just paying execs off, man. I gotta ask, ask, what makes you think fifth round though what have you seen from mac jones that because no one no one else says this no one else says mac jones i mean he doesn't he doesn't do anything special to me he doesn't do anything special to me and in the nfl i feel like you have to be special at something (laughs) i get that i get he's just like i'm not and like i might say yeah fifth round whatever undrafted ideally if you put him on a franchise and he starts he'll probably have a couple of good games he'll have some bad games Mitchell Trubisky seems very uh, like a good name to bring up similar that he might be a regular guy that can be a backup for eight years and kind of jump teams, but I, I just don't see it. And when we get to Justin Fields, we'll get to my second point on Mac Jones. So Justin Fields is next. Um, if I'm drafting him, I'm drafting him in the top 10, but I have an abundance of caution. Hmm. Oh, I, and this is not to, and, and it's bad. And it's not really anything to do with Justin Fields. And, and you know, it's sad that he's going to get labeled within this grouping of mine. Um, I do not trust Ohio State or Alabama quarterbacks. Mm. And I'm going to be honest. I just, I don't trust them because I, like you said, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. 
I haven't seen these guys come in and be successful in the NFL in those systems. And that's a problem to me. Again, I think Justin Fields has immense talent, but I'm worried that it's just, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I didn't see what Troy Smith was doing. Cardell Jones, uh, who are all these other guys? Braxton Miller, like JT, all these guys that look very similar, do similar things, and they're all successful there. And then they get to the NFL and they're nothing. And I, so I feel bad for saying that because I really like Justin Ooh. Fields. Ooh. Something, something, Ooh. something's different about Justin Fields to me, though. But yeah, I agree with you, AJ. He feels different. He does. Yeah. Like this, to me, this is the honest first QB coming out from Ryan Day. And I know Dwayne Haskins was there and whatnot, but Dwayne Haskins was a product of some other things and then Ryan Day. You know, Ryan Day got a chance to really sink his teeth into Justin Fields from day one. I do think it sucks that last season he only got to play the six games and we had to see a lot of inconsistency from him because he could never get – he never got a rhythm. Every time he was getting going, another game would get canceled. I've been saying that since September. So – I I think he feels different, but I agree with you the fact that it has to be a certain scheme. I don't think he can just – I don't think he's a plug-and-play character out of Ohio State. He has to go somewhere where they understand that he's capable of running, and you ha- kind of have to let him do his thing a little bit and then allow him to play within your system from being able to improvise when it makes sense. So I I, I, I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think he's going to be a slow burn. I think it's going to take him a minute. He's the type of guy that – you want to see in the fourth quarter of some blowout games and let sit and learn. AJ, AJ, what's that word? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a classic example of terrible tackling, by the way. That guy's lucky he's not Ryan Shazier right now. Oh, yeah. He lowered his head like that and took that. What's that word you use when you're saying it's a, it's basically like an even trade here. Like a, like it's not a lateral lateral. Yeah. It's like a lateral move. Is Mac Jones is Mac Jones to San Francisco a lateral move? Because you have Jimmy G. I don't want to stay um, on this. This is my last thing. That's my last thing on it. Because we. Have I'm a Jimmy G <laughs> hater. I'm a Jimmy G hater. I hate Jimmy G. I would. So it'd be a lateral move. Jones. So, no. be, but but basically, because less, hate- lesser move. <laughs> I think it's a lesser move. I think Jimmy G is better than Mac Jones. I would take Jimmy G over Mac Jones, and I'm not a Jimmy G guy. Shout Thank out you. real quick. Shout I was out real just quick. Every time, every time. I don't know if you guys are historians of the game. This here is Michael Bass of the 70s Washington Redskins Super Bowl team. They didn't win, unfortunately. They played the Dolphins. Uh, Only only touchdown for the Redskins in that game on a pick six. Also, my grandfather. He knows his stuff. (laughs) Why uh, are you still telling us this thing? What? No. Why are you just now listening to me? Because I've told you before. Have you? <laughs> Why hasn't he come on Sports Uncovered? That's what I'm saying. Oh, Why happening. hasn't he come on Don't Sports look. Uncovered? I had to wait to break the news. I could have just oh, given it to you before I knew. Wait to break the news. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. You're talking about a man. guy who scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, man. Hey, Your family. Hey, How is that? Hey. I don't just make plans for other people. You got to talk to people first. And also, he's big time. He's one of the 70 greatest Redskins of all time. I can't I'm sorry, I Mr. Wait Bass, so that you got I'm sorry, Mr. Bass, that you have to put up with this guy on a, on a regular. Um, we appreciate okay. everything you do for the game. Mad respect. Oh, even though I'm a Cowboy fan, I respect he's it. Coming. 
Jeez, we're off talk about that. Move on. We've been on three since 45 minutes. This has been, this is going to be a long show. This is going to be a long show. Maybe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rough Cut. I guess I have to repeat everything again on what we talked about earlier. Don't forget to share the page, blah, 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 blah. On your draft, though, blah, 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 blah. That was a Hotel Transylvania reference, by the way. On your draft, Kyle Pitts is the next. Yeah, Cincinnati needs protection. They need to protect Joe Burrow. I think they have to go Panay Sewell there. People are talking about he's going to be the next great tackle. I think he's good. I think he could be a tackle in the league for a long time. Um, I think he's a solid pick there. Then my guy comes, Kyle Pitts. Then, it, then, uh-huh. it's, then it's a thing. Then it's a debate. No, you know what? I, AJ and I have gone back and forth about this, and I don't want to. I don't want to do the whole Trey Lance Mac Jones debate about Kyle Pitts. I want to say on the record. I think Kyle Pitts is an absolute stud at the position. I think he's elite. I think he's going to be everything that people are saying he's going to be at the position, be able to do all of that stuff. Very similar to the the Justin Fields and Mac Jones talk, except this is more position related. Tight ends do not win you championships. And I personally do not feel like an investment in a tight end that high is worth it unless you are a team like Miami who has a good young defense, a young quarterback who's the best friend of a young quarterback is always a really, really good tight end. They have a decent skill position player in Devontae Parker and you add Will Fuller to that on the outside. Now you add Kyle Pitts to that in the middle. You go get a back in the second or third round or even maybe with your second pick, even though I don't have them get it going that high. And now you have Miles Gaskin. You had um, – who did they just add in the backfield to? They added a running back. Ooh, I, I forgot. The other day. It's nobody big, it but yeah. – um, But, yeah, so Miles Gaskin, you go get another back, and now you have some weapons to put around Tua to see if that's really your guy. I just think that's a, a good position to be in. But the big talk has been about Dallas, right? And we want to get to this Dallas at 10. Do they trade up to get Kyle Pitts? Uh, that's almost – it's just it, – to be honest, it's dumb. It's dumb. You, 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 now you have another electrifying weapon to throw the ball to, and your defense is still giving up 50. Like, it's, it's just not smart football. Um, it's not like he – it would be different if he was also this great blocker, run blocker, that could add to our line almost, but he's not really good at run blocking. Um, they're mostly going to be playing him in the slot or the outside, whichever team drafts him. I'm just not a fan of taking a talent at the tight end position at, at, before 10. And we've seen it before. We've seen Vernon Davis, who was put up the measurables, the fast and just athletic and strong. And he was a great tight end, like for a long time. But it's Vernon Davis and nobody's going to look at him and be like, oh, he was a great, you know, one of the greatest players ever. Like, I I just feel like there's players in the top 10 that are going to have much more impact on these teams than, than a Kyle Pitts. AJ, can I just, conclude at the end of the day. Can I just real quick throw something at him real quick? <laughs> Uh, the running back I, was Malcolm Brown. Yes, Oof. Malcolm Brown. Oof. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you saying tight end. I know tight ends don't like. They're not the sole purpose on winning a Super Bowl. But look at what I mean. Gronk had a pretty big part in Tampa winning. And yeah, there's a guy named Travis Kelsey who kind of helped Kansas City get to back to back Super Bowls. And George. So let me let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this question, Vinny. Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. Um, neither one of those guys, first of all, were taken in the top ten. Just so you know, 
No, fair. no, but that wasn't no, your question. No, that wasn't that wasn't no, what you no, said. You said saying, I'm don't just, win well, goals. Was cor- correct? They're, they don't. Uh, they, they don't. <laughs> they they just don't. They don't touch the ball enough. They don't to have that much of an Do impact. Wide receivers it, win it Super just, Bowls. No, absolutely not. It's the same reason why, why I said people should receiver? pay. Why would you take a wide receiver in the top ten? Wide receivers are more impactful, in my opinion. Now there are schemes that use the tight end. However, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna let I you mean, and AJ just battle this one out because AJ. No, it's fun. not. It's not a battle. This is no. Go back to the. It's not a battle. This is just simply a preference of mine. There haven't been enough tight ends in the game of football to change the way a team plays. Like it just, it just hasn't happened. You do get the guys like Travis Kelsey's and the George Kittles that are amazing players. And they, they do, they scheme for those players, but I'm telling you right now, you could give Patrick Mahomes, TJ Hawkinson. He's going to be successful. And he's a good tight end. You can give Patrick Mahomes. I'm trying to think of some other decent tight ends. There's not very many of them in the league and they're still going to be successful. The chiefs will still have an offense. They will still run fine. They'll be fine. The difference between those other tight ends are they also block? Gronk is probably the best run blocking tight end we've ever seen, which makes more of an impact than what he did in the Super Bowl or down the stretch with what he did with Tampa Bay. Rob Gronkowski could have been Cameron Bray catching the touchdown passes. That's 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 there's no denying that. But the fact of his blocking ability changes what they do. That's the difference. Is he's not just a receiving threat. He also is one of the best blockers. Travis Kelsey is a decent blocker. George Kittle is a great blocker. These guys are all are multidimensional, which make them more than just a tight, a receiving tight end threat. Kyle Pitts is like a, is similar to what AJ said. It's almost like a wide receiver, except he's not doing the things wide receivers are doing all the time. That's the difference. He's gonna have to come off the field when they're in running situations. Top 10 pick coming off the field. Simple as that. I think every person looking at Kyle Pitts would be perfectly fine to take him off the field for a third and two, third and one. If they can have him on the field for one or first, second down, uh, fourth and long, because what he does is so different than any other pass catcher in this draft. The fact that I understand your thought process of the term tight end being taken in the top 10, but nothing's ever been done until it's done. And with it being Kyle Pitts here, you look at him as a weapon, not just a tight end. I'm I'm perfectly fine having Kyle Pitts over wide receiver and then using my tight end from last season who doesn't catch passes to block. I'm perfectly fine with that because where I put Kyle Pitts is going to create matchup nightmares for everybody. I can put him on the inside. I can put him on the outside. I can put him in the slot. I can put him in the backfield and motion him out. He 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 can be hidden wherever you want to put him. And then how do you guard this man? I, I know you don't care much about uh, this uh, Jim Mora man. However, th- he has, <laughs> he had a great take on Kyle Pitts. He had a great take on Kyle Pitts. So we're going to look. Would you take a guy like Kyle Pitts with the value of tight ends in general in the top five picks of a draft? Personally, would I? Yes. Uh, I think Kyle Pitts takes the position to a new level when the day that he enters the NFL. I, I don't know how you. I don't know how you cover the guy. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I watch him as a coordinator. I go. I don't know how I'd cover this guy. I don't know what I'd do. You know. And I thought I was a pretty decent defensive coordinator. He's a matchup nightmare. You know, I was a defensive coordinator in the NFL for a long, long time. And when you were getting ready to game plan, and you saw a guy like this on tape, 
you say, oh my goodness, how are we going to handle this guy? What type of athlete do we have on our defense that we can match up to a guy like Kyle Pitts? Because, you know, at 6'6", 250, let's just call him 250, and a guy that can run like that, has great hands, you say, okay, well, if I put a linebacker on him, he's probably going to out-athlete him. You know, Kyle's going to out-athlete that linebacker. If you put a safety on him, then he's going to outsize him. You know, and he might even outrun most safeties. You certainly can't put a corner on him. We see what happens in Dan Mullen's offense when they put him out at, you know, the widest receiver on the single side and he either runs a fade or a slant and nobody can cover him. So he creates huge, huge issues for a defensive coordinator just because of his versatility. I don't disagree with anything he said. I don't think. Except for the fact taking him top five. I don't think that all of a sudden from draft to draft to draft, we should see this run of tight ends going in the top five. But I do think this is a completely different situation. I do think he has that type of talent to be one of these guys that could sneak into the top five, should definitely be picked in the top 10. And a part of it is because the tight end position in the NFL is changing. It's a lot It's a lot like when McVay came in and that offense went crazy. Now you see guys who can do these things like a Travis Kelsey, like a uh, George Kittle, like a Darren Waller that are these elite, elite tight end pass catching options. And in a pass heavy league, to have a guy like Kyle Pitts in lieu of a receiver you may not have been able to get, of course, obviously you could pick him there, is is a is a godsend if you ask me. I, I don't again so I, don't I got think a question. To, I got a question to that go point. in the top 10, 15, but Kyle Pitts is generational and different. Go ahead. Do you think do you think at this point we're talking Kyle Pitts? Do you think he's more of you you had mentioned a wide receiver? If he's drafted in the top the way he where he's supposed to be or where they're they're slated him to go, and he's playing all passing situations. He's playing on the outside. He's playing. Is that no longer now a tight end? Because I don't see that as a tight end. If they're using him as a receiver, he's a receiver. He's not a tight end. If you want to call him Calvin Johnson and he and he wants to live up to because a tight end is somebody that is plays a different role. That's a position on the field that requires much more than what we're saying Kyle Pitts is going to give us. So we can't – that's the difference. When we can't group him in – and like Jim Moore said it, and that's why I said I agree with him. We can't group him in with Travis Kelsey. You can't group him in with – with Darren Waller. You can't group him in with George Kittle because those guys block. Those guys are on the end of the line of scrimmage blocking. Kyle you, Pitts is a terrible blocker. Terrible. As of now, as of now, but there's been there's been two things, or at least one big thing that he's consistently worked on from the year before last, and that's his build. That's his strength, and that's his inside. He's bulking himself up. I am he's right make now you a good blocker. At, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> He's 6'6", 240 right now. I imagine him coming into the league at 6'6", 255. And I also believe that he's very aware that these narratives are out there. I also believe he's very aware that he knows he's a one of the best pass-catching talents in this draft, and there's one thing he needs to work on. He's a very young guy. Tight ends have the, uh, the capability of playing a long time in this league, you know, barring injury. You don't think he's going to come in and wherever he goes, work on his blocking and become better at it? You, you don't think the first the, – not the first season. They're definitely going to utilize him while they drafted him. But eventually you have to do different things. The NFL catches up with you. So as a tight end coming in the first year and murdering everybody over the middle, over the top, deep down the field, whatever, the second year where they're ready for that and now you're stuck blocking people behind the line to free yourself up, 
I, I absolutely think that's a, that if that's the one thing they have to work on, you think they're just going to ignore it altogether? I don't think in the NFL, and this is this is one thing that I'm really keen on. In the NFL, they don't. I don't want to say they don't teach you. Like you, there are certain skills that you have when you get there. Like they're not bringing in an offensive lineman that can't run block because he's big and teaching them how to run block. I think that's like, different. You're, but but what I'm saying is. Kyle Pitts is who he is. They're not going to sit there. They're not going to waste their time in saying, you know what? We really need Kyle Pitts to learn this technique, how to step over and pin that guy inside, or we can't put him on the field. They're just going to go get a tight end in the fifth round or some unrestricted free agent. That's a really good blocker. And when they run that really scheme, smart. <laughs> they'll put him in the game. But that that's my point. Is that, So it's more like if we're saying he's a receiver, then he's a receiver. But you, I don't. when you label him as a tight end and you're saying he's changing the, the game – it's not changing the game if you're lining up everywhere receivers line up. That's what I'm saying. So now if he's on the line of scrimmage, three-point stance, coming up, boom, I expect, okay, tight end. But if he's not doing any of that where he has to actually block and he has – he's not a tight end, he's a receiver. And if that's the case, I'm all for it. I, I, I'm all for it. But I think tight ends have to be more. Tight ends have to be more. And that's really where the dis- – and, I'm not again, I'm not arguing the talent. The dude is – unreal i do worry about i do worry about his his lack of experience um he's very young he doesn't have a whole lot of experience we mentioned that with trey lance and i always like guys that have shown it over time that they can be really great but again we're talking about a top five pick people are talking about moving up to four and i think that's extremely high i think you have to make sure there and i I would just go with a different pass catcher that that's all i'm saying unless you're miami and that's why i have him at six I think that was, 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 was way too civil of an argument from both of you. And I, no, because it's not an argument. We agree. Kyle Pitts is, I would, amazing. I would appreciate, I would appreciate, I mean, we'd labeled this show FGF goes to war. Well, and I'll tell you this. No war we might've went, we might've went in a little harder. We might've went a little harder, but you know, you spent 45 minutes on why Trey Lance is going to be a yes. bus, but yeah. should be picked in the top 10. <laughs> I, I apologize yep. for nothing. I apologize for nothing. But we can move on in this draft here. Uh, Aaron, I, I can't let you go pick by pick here. No, but no, we're not. We're not. I think I think that another name that kind of pops up, I mean, so we got – we stopped at Kyle Pitts to Miami. <laughs> then you got Detroit and Jamar Chase. That's fair. Um, I'm I'm actually a little interested. If, if Miami goes pass catcher, why would they not want to go uh, – if they go pass catcher, why would they not want to go – with like a Devonta Smith who you have falling actually. Um, yeah. But uh, I could see it. Uh, it makes sense. But Jamar Chase to Detroit, Trey Lance to Washington, which is, which makes a lot of sense as well. Atlanta going Patrick Sertan. That makes a lot of sense. I love JC Horn. He's going to be fantastic. Rashawn Slater, the giants, all that makes sense. Waddle, Darisaw, Caleb Farley, Devonte Smith falling makes sense. It's like it's. I don't think it's popular anymore to like think that he could he could fall. His size is a big concern. Like it's it, it is a huge concern. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker to Arizona makes sense. Jeremiah Wosu Koromoagu makes sense. A player I really wanted to talk to you about because you know the game very well. Yeah, you, we we consider you we consider you an our expert here, our NFL analyst expert who knows about the game. Can you tell me about Quiddy Pay? Because he's one of those guys that I've said it before. 
he goes around pick number 10 or he can go around pick number 25. He is just such a, a, a question mark type of player. What are we missing with Quiddy Pay, and why do you have him where you have him? I mean, what do you mean? What are you missing? I, I think there's a lot of, I think there's just a lot of different opinions on him. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a big guy, right? Six, four, two seventy. Like he's shown, he played, first of all, Michigan has put out some really good defensive players. Um, they've had a pretty stout defense under Harbaugh. Um, he's, he's able to, well, you see right there, like the, the dude sets the edge. Uh, he has the ability. I, again, I think it's more of people just being unsure of the team he's going to be on. And that, I think that's when we talk about mock drafts, I don't think we're questioning some of these guys ability. I think, Quiddy Pay is going to be a good player in the NFL. I don't, I don't think there's any question there. I think which team does he fit is the bigger is the bigger question. And when you look at a guy like him, who's going to use him in, in the way he needs to be used? These guys that come from college, they're used to a certain scheme, whether they're down in the three-point stance coming off the edge or they're standing up. It all matters. We saw it last year in Dallas. We switched defensive coordinators, put Demarcus Lawrence into a – a stand-up position and he was he was not good and he's a hundred million dollar defensive end and then we put we go when you see him when he's in a four three and he's in that three-point stance and he's coming off the edge he's a different player so i don't think the quitty pay argument is is he going to be good i think he's super talented he really sets the edge he's agile at his size he can move i think it's about what fits him the best and it's tough because there's so many teams and edge rusher edge rusher is like his big thing in the nfl right everybody wants a quarterback, a left tackle, and an edge rusher. And like yep. those are, we, we see it every year. They're the highest paid guys. The, that's what everybody wants. Um, it's just about what teams already have. And if you look at some of those teams that I passed up on, um, I just felt they were more pressing needs for those teams. So he fell a little bit further. Would it surprise me if he goes to a team like the Giants? Wouldn't surprise me at all. Would it surprise me if he, if he, if he goes to a team who's after um, – after the da, 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 where's it at where's it at where's it Giants Philly oh. Chargers Vikings Patriots. so I even so I even said a team like the Chargers because of the uncertainty around Melvin Ingram being gone um, it, would they want to add to that defense if somebody on the side of Joey Bosa and I I just think again it's more about where the fit is where do these teams see the team see the fit than it is about Quiddy Pay being good or not because I think that, I mean I would that's to I say heard much about him not being good. That's to say if Micah Parsons are not yeah. – if Micah Parsons is not available, because is there – can you see a world where Quiddy Pay goes before Micah Parsons? Or is Micah Parsons clear – I always I thought think Micah, Micah – I think Micah Parsons is the clear best defensive player in the draft. Like, I do. Mm-hmm. You probably could put him in the top five, six picks, to be honest. Good. There are a lot of questions about his character. Um and kind of with with everybody, with teammates, with the program, and just him as a as a person, right, as a personality. So those are good. Those things that come out, some teams don't want to deal with that. So that draft stock continues to fall. They they there's question marks about, am I going to be worried about you being suspended for something stupid? And then you're not even on the field. And we all know the best ability is availability. So I, I think those things come into play. And then um, I saw Bass uh, ask that question about where does need come into play. I think need is important for depending on the team. When you have a team that I feel is you got holes all over the place, I'm always like, get the best player, right? Get the best player. But if you have 
a solid team and you're trying to fill it out, I think you have to, I think you have to start to look at team eat. And if there's a guy that's close to another guy that you might have just a little bit higher, but you really need that middle linebacker. You really need that edge rusher. I think you have to look at it and go there. Yeah. It, it, and it, it does, it does kind of seem like the giants would be that kind of pick too, though, because we talked about last night, the giants are a team that, you no one can predict where that they, they're going to end up going. They could literally go completely off of the That's board. Crazy stuff for them, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, pay may not be crazy, but they could definitely land him. Uh, but going down the list again here, uh, Tevin Jenkins to Chicago, he has been rising up everyone's boards. He's becoming a lot more uh, valuable to, to draft experts. So we'll see where he goes. Chicago's a good spot for him there. Um, and, and also the quarterbacks are all gone here. I mean, there's uh, all the, the, the big five quarterbacks are all gone. So Chicago would not be in the market there. Rashad Bateman to Baltimore. That one makes sense as well. Rondell Moore to green Bay trading up. You got the, the two trade ups here. This is, yeah, uh, I, think they, I think they want, I think they, they got to do something to make Aaron <laughs> Rodgers happy. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't know how they could not go up to get a receiver um, and I looked at kind of the receiver there. I did look at Kadarius Tony if they stayed where they were at, but I just think um, I think Rondell Moore is uh, is a dude. I think I think he would compliment Devonte Adams really well. And I I just think this is the time for Green Bay to make a move. And if they don't, we could be looking at a new quarterback in Green Bay. I, I got to say, so when I was uh, working with this mock draft, you know, we pulled the curtain back. I was helping Vinny out and putting the mock draft into the into place and everything. And it wasn't you and your pick. But when I saw this, my initial reaction, I literally busted out laughing. Not because they're like picking a receiver, but it's like the argument is always Green Bay's never taken a receiver in the first round. They never they help Aaron Rodgers out. <laughs> right? And then I was like, he has will. them trading up to get a wide receiver old and, and it, it just had me it just it, it just caught me off guard and i like them taking a receiver i like them taking a receiver i think they do something to um help out that middle of the defense though i think i think that they once again look at what they were able to do with the receivers they had last season and trying to go back there again and grab another receiver that falls in the second round or the third round because receivers fall more often than we hope like you know you, you you get these great talented receivers and they're slated to go top 15 next thing you know they're going 23 and 24 so you can look at a guy like Terrace Marshall who has been rising up boards but for whatever reason will actually drop down and where Green Bay was I think what 27 28 yeah uh yeah. 29 Terrace Marshall could be sitting right there for him and that's a great type of receiver for them I don't I don't knock the the, the moving up to get a receiver I just like like we said oh, earlier, that, that, that's that's <laughs> solely on a hunch that like finally yeah, they say yeah. you know what maybe we better do it because uh, I agree I think there's a really it's a really deep receiver class we already talked about that before um, again Kadarius Tony Terrace Marshall's there I do like the the maybe the middle of that defense pick as well because they lost um, I mean they lost their best tackler yeah, yeah. I can't even think of his name Kadarius? And we no 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 uh, the linebacker you lost Kenny Clark uh, oh, Kirk, no. Christian Kirksey Kirk, Christian Kirksey and and then they were I mean we saw in the playoff game they were they couldn't tackle like one one guy could tackle they they just couldn't tackle um, and I think we Dylan talked about it on that show that we did that championship game show about how Green Bay just couldn't tackle uh, so I think that's a big I think that's a big deal as well 
So you might see him go that well. But I just said receiver because I feel like part of me feels bad for Devonta Adams. He got to do everything. Um, <laughs> and I'm a big I'm a big Aaron Rodgers guy, and I think at some point, if you're not going to help the man, you got to let him go. So hey, they uh, they they, they, they still have Jordan Mercedes. They, oh, they still have Mercedes Lewis, so it's okay. Uh, but then, then, I, then I have a question mark here, though. Jalen Phillips is fine. Uh, Tyson Campbell to yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. What are huh? you seeing from Ty- like I? I don't have Tyson Campbell is not on my radar in the first round, and then that's uh, not a knock on him. Yeah. It's just it doesn't. He's just not in my first round grades here. What are yeah. you seeing from Tyson Campbell? A lot of people have Greg Newsom um, the second over him, and uh, I I don't want to say I agree because I actually do have Greg Newsom rated higher, but I think Tyson Campbell fits Pittsburgh. Um, he's a big corner, right? He's a big guy. He's physical. He's not he's not some some super straight line speed guy. I mean, he has straight line speed, but he's not super fast. But he can contain. He can hold his own out there. He's a physical guy. He likes to come up in the run and tackle. Um, he maintains he like he maintains correct positioning downfield. Like if you look at his body when he's playing downfield, he's always in the right position. And I think that technique is huge in the NFL. Like everybody talks about Jalen Ramsey's ability to cover people, but if you look at Jalen Ramsey, it's his technique and how he knows where to be at all times. That's why he's so good. And I, I just think he has a huge athletic upside. Um, I have some. I do have a couple of things that I worry about and that I I wrote down and I I put here. Um, He can't really move around. So he's an outside guy. You try, you start trying to put him in inside the slot. He gets lost in space. Can't cover those quick guys. Cause again, he has that straight line physical speed, but he can come up and press. And then um, he doesn't really get in and out. So off man is not great for him. You give, you get that receiver to eat up that space. It's hard for him to stay with them. But again, a press corner, somebody likes to be physical, and that's what Pittsburgh's defense is about. Like they they love to get physical and they have that atmosphere around Steel City already. I think he'd be a good fit with Tomlin there. That's why I put him there. Um, to be honest, if he falls there. past Pittsburgh, he's probably gonna drop a ways. And that, you know, that's that's one of those fit things. I think he just fits their scheme. And and I, I like what he does. I, I think he's uh I think he's a really good player and he could be a good corner in the league for a while. So that's why. I yeah, it, that one, that, that one makes sense. Uh, now that you explain it, it makes sense. I, I didn't think that, like I said, first round grade didn't make sense. And it, it, we agreed here. I don't agree with your Jacksonville pick. That one doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> that one makes the zero alignment. Yeah, alignment? no, not just Tell offensive lineman, an offensive tackle. Tell me you why. have them going with an offensive tackle. Doesn't make sense. Tell me why? Why? They just franchise tag Cam Robinson and they have Jawan Taylor mm-hmm. on the right side. Can they move him to guard? Who? Jalen Who? Jalen Mayfield? Can they? That's uh, I don't. I've never seen anything about him playing guard in college. It's possible. He he's a very versatile guy. Um, so part of the reason I put him there, um, I I, I'm I actually like Jacksonville. I like what how they've built their roster, and I know they need help on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I, I like how they built their roster. But if you're going to invest in Trevor Lawrence. And we saw this with Dallas. When you invest in a quarterback or in, you know, they're investing in Trevor Lawrence, what better way than to go out and get a bunch of linemen that can block that. And I think with James Robinson being the back that he showed out to be last year, running the ball is a great start to that. I think if you can move Mayfield inside, 
and you have you know your two tackles, you you protect Trevor, and you're able to run the ball. I think it's a perfect fit for them. I I do think they they need to address defense, but they got a lot of salary cap space over the next couple of years. They have a, a number of picks. I think they can address defense later. Uh, I just think you have to do everything you can to make sure Trevor Lawrence is successful. Everything. I just think it. So, I think it goes to the guard thing though. AJ, I'll, ahead, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, and we, I was talking to you about this a little earlier, Vinny. A lot, a lot of these college coaches are spending the time to teach these offensive tackles to move within the line. And a lot of the reason being is because a lot of offensive linemen will stay three to four years. So you got these guys coming up that you recruit and they don't have the opportunity to play. So what happens? They start to transfer. They start to complain. So you teach them to be versatile, one, to play within your system, and two, it allows them to do so much more and be this type of draft pick going into the league. I will ask, Aaron, what made you think about Jalen Mayfield over a Samuel Cosme, who a lot of people have had him as the top, as one of the top guys in this area? Um, I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, I, I kind of overlooked him when I was doing okay. it uh, initially. Um, and then, and, but then I, the, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Like there's a lot of players, yeah. right. We're going, we're doing a lot and that changes so many different times. Um, but even like I did catch him later and I was like, you know what? I could change it. I said, no, I'm going to stay with my pick. Like I, so that, that was, that was a debate though as well. Um, but I want to, you said something about like moving positions. The Cowboys actually drafted Lyle Collins when they already had a right tackle at the time. And we ended up having, you know, Zach Martin, Tyrus Smith, Lyle Collins. I mean, we, you know, Travis Frederick, all that. I, I think that in college, they, they play like this spread out system a lot. Most colleges are spread out. They get versatile offensive linemen that can move, get into space. A lot of them are zone blocking schemes. It's like reach and what do they, I don't know what they call it an uh, offensive line. I don't know offensive line, but. Uh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. It's, it's some zone blocking scheme, right? And the, the fact that these guys are so versatile to, to AJ's point is that you can you can start to interchange them. We know there are guys that are strictly tackles, right? But there are guys that are versatile enough to move around. And again, I just think it's more about less about the guy that I put there, more about doing everything you can to make sure Trevor Lawrence is successful. I don't care if you have to spend every pick on an offensive lineman to get it right. Every and, and you know, so receivers, weapons. Offense alignment, like that's my primary focus is to make sure Trevor Lawrence comes in, is comfortable and can do what he needs to do. And then I'll address defense and stuff later. So this is a this is a quote from from uh, the draft network. I looked up for whether Jalen Mayfield can play guard or not. Uh, he said they say his athletic profile and build wouldn't hinder him from a transition to guard in case his small sample size of strong play isn't sustainable. And he struggles at the NFL level on the outside. Given his physical skills and multiple avenues to get on the field, I'm betting Mayfield ends up a big hit in the pros. I would love that if he can make the transition to guard uh, seamlessly and uh, can protect Trevor Lawrence. You know, that's uh, that's kind of what we're looking for here. I love your Jason away pick, by the way. I love yeah. he is my I, I love that dude. He yeah, is especially cool, after man. missing out on JJ Watt, too. Like that yeah. that would be a that'd be a great. I mean, like he was overshadowed because of Micah Parsons, but and he still yeah. pops off the film when you see him. That that is a really good pick. I, I would getting somebody would, on the other side of Garrett. That's just mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a focus for Cleveland for sure. Yeah, Again, I would because that secondary is going to get back to health this season. Like that mm-hmm. defense, if if Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams can be healthy, <laughs> that defense is it's going be a to problem. be something different, man, for real. Yeah, and and a- after what they did last year, if Baker comes back, he's consistent like he was, can put up his like rookie numbers and a little bit more. 
Uh, oof. They, they need something to, from I, Odell, I maybe. Maybe you get something from Odell, right? Right. right? Anything. For real. For sure. Something. Anything yeah, at all? God, he's at been all? super quiet. I haven't heard Odell. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good. That might be a good thing, though. Yeah, right. Uh, Greg yeah, Newsom right. to Indianapolis, Aziz Ojulare to New Orleans, Kadarius Tony to Tennessee. That one was. I don't. I like the pick. They need a wide receiver. I had this too, didn't I? Uh, not in the one that you're about to pull up. I think oh, in the well, one that we did. I haven't gone back for that. I didn't write down. Um, no, I think I, I had Terrace Marshall go in there. I, I think oh, yeah, he did. needs another weapon. I actually yeah, liked the um, the Josh Reynolds signing. I think Josh Reynolds is a good player. Mm-hmm. I think he could yeah. be a be a weapon there, but I don't know about you know what he can actually provide on the other side of AJ Brown. I just I think they need somebody explosive um, outside yeah. of AJ Brown, um, and I, I just. I struggle with Tennessee. I don't feel the, their style of play will get them to a to like a Super Bowl. I just don't, and that that's my biggest thing. Is I, I think they need to be a little bit more open. I, I know they run a lot of play action, and it works for them, and they grind out games, and they're like they're an explosive offense because of that play action. But I, I just they're missing something. I just think they're missing something. I don't know what it is. I think yeah. they need another weapon. I'd like to see AJ Brown get more targets first of yeah. all. Yeah, I'd like um, to see Ryan yeah. Tannehill throw the ball more. I'd like yeah. to see that. Yeah, just, like just open it up Tannehill. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see. I would like to see them put the game in in Ryan Tannehill's hands more often than than what they do. Uh, your last one. So your last two picks. You got Terrace Marshall to Buffalo. That one's an interesting God. Why do you have so many interesting picks here? I can't I can't do this. We need to end the show, but like Terrace Marshall of Buffalo, man. They they got yeah. uh, is this a replacement? Just lost John? Just lost John Brown. Cole Beasley's getting older. They bring in Emmanuel Sanders, who's a great fill-in veteran. But um Stefan Diggs had a lot on his plate last year. Yeah. And that weight was like it was all on Diggs. We could see their offense when Diggs was going well, it was great. When it wasn't going well. They kind of struggled at times, and I think they need more weapons. Um, they're yeah, not was... really getting much out of their backfield. And let's be honest, Dabble is a or that that dude is throwing the ball every play. They don't run. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you better yeah. have some receivers out there. Yeah, that man some boys. Yeah, and I just don't trust the guys that they already had there. Um, I like Emmanuel Sanders as a three, but uh, he's not. You know, he's old. Could could Pat Fryer move like sneak in right here? Because you think about Dawson Knox <laughs> and then another guy whose name I don't recall. And I actually and like that. He he's that it literally just popped in my head because he's on that fence of the first round, second round, and and the thought process came with the quarterback needing a best friend, which is a tight end, and they don't really have one. I mean, they have a guy. Who I, I think it's because five years I think it's because I like Dawson Knox. Like I think he could be uh, more, and he's young. Right. He's like 21, 22. I I think he could be more if if he was used right. Like you know, if given right. that. But he maybe not. I don't know. I, I just feel like that, and I think that's probably why I didn't think tight in there. But I, I, yeah. I wouldn't put that past him. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be a lateral move though? I feel like your favorite thing to talk about the lateral move, like the, the you have Dawson Knox and you they they as well. Farmer's a very good time. Who they signed? Jacob Hollister. He's not a not a big name, but I. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I I think I like that idea actually. Like I didn't think about tight end there. Um, that could be a again. I like I like I like tight ends in that situation where you have that team. That team is close. They showed it close, and then you add that weapon in there, right? Or yeah, that you know yeah. that that guy. Like I like that. I, I so like I, it. I like it. 
I like it as well. But the the last pick that I'm going to bring up here as a big question mark here is you have Kansas City drafting Trayvon Morig. And I don't get that at all, actually. And I'm very interested because you've convinced me pretty quickly on Terrace Marshall, the Buffalo. I don't understand Kansas City going safety here. They've got three very talented safeties on their team or one very talented safety and two good, decent safeties already on their team. Young. They have two younger safeties that they're hoping can develop into good, into good safeties. It doesn't, I don't know if this makes sense. So, so so do they, I mean, yeah, I mean, Daniel Sorensen, Daniel Sorensen had a pretty good season this past season. He was making plays. And then Juan Juan Thornhill is also a young player that they're hoping to can develop here. So number one, number one, I don't believe that the honey badger is going to be there very much longer. Okay. Right. Well, they still have two um, safety after that. Okay. And I, I am not a fan. Uh, and this may be against most people. I am not a fan of Sorensen at all. Like, I think he is a opportunist. I, I, he reminds me a lot. Free safety. No, 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 no. That he reminds me a lot of when Jeff Heath played for the Cowboys. And he would get like two picks in a game, and everybody would be like, "Oh, Jeff Heath," and he'd make a, a bunch of tackles, and I'd just be like, "I he's I don't feel like he's good in space. I don't I, I don't feel like he's he's the guy. I don't feel like he's the next safety. And there's not a lot of holes on this team. Like that's really what it comes down to. There's really not. I think linebacker is another spot that they might look at in this draft. But but I like Mooring a lot, and I think he could be. I think he could slide right in, and I think he would. I think he could start over Thornhill and Sorensen very quickly. So that's, that's more of a – so I guess at this point in the draft, it's more of a what you want to see happen. It's like, these teams that are right now, the Tampa Bay, the Kansas City, they are drafting luxury, okay? Let's be let's be very clear about these. These teams are the know, best man, teams I, in the NFL. I think – Tampa Bay is bringing back 22 starters. They're drafting luxury. I, Kansas I think City is Chiefs, basically bringing back everybody. I think the Chiefs could go back with – have some needs. I, th- I think Tampa is drafting completely out of luxury. I think Kansas City still has some needs out there that they could that they could address. I mean, offensive line. Did they depth, have needs last year? Did they have so, needs? So, no, they didn't because so they. I mean, they were they were the Super Bowl champions and they do- they dominated. I agree. I, I agree. But you have you have linebackers for Kansas City losing Damian Wilson. Right. That's yeah. one, that's that's like the I would say the glaring the glaring issue. But, but they you say to... offense, and you say offensive line. Go look at the free agents that are still out there. We have to remember that free agency is still there. Are a ton of talent still out there that they can add pieces to. This draft doesn't have to be about I have to address every single need so, because there's also players that are still out there that can be signed. I, I and... some names that some names that I think about that Kansas City could attack here, uh, only to help you out because I like Daniel Sorensen, so that's why I think about this. But like. Uh, based on your mock, Gregory Rousseau as an edge rusher still out there. Joseph Asai as an edge rusher. Joe Tyron as an edge rusher still out there. You still got Nick Bolton as a linebacker. I think I think like with the safety situation and Morig's a great name. Like I understand the idea of not passing him up. I think with the safety position, you can find another uh, another safety later in the draft and then get somebody to rush that quarterback uh, to on the opposite side. Just like you said, you need a quarterback, you need an edge rusher. Those are the high-profile picks in a in a NFL draft. So those are just like some names that 
pop out at me that could have gone here. Is wide receiver crazy to not think about for Kansas City here too? I mean, I know that there's not there's not great wide receivers here available. I mean, Elijah Moore's rising on people's draft boards, but I I, I mean, what, you what lost, does a wide receiver lost, do for them? You, I mean, it adds it, it adds more <laughs> they, weapons. They went to it. They wanted. They went to a Super Bowl without Sammy Watkins, basically. Yeah. They got Travis Kelsey. They got Tyreek Hill. And they got Nicole Harmon. They brought back Demarcus but, Robinson, who's shown that he can be a. You, you can like eh. you saw, when you, you got saw, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you don't need three, four, but, five elite but, weapons you, on the outside. You saw. I mean, your boy Tyreek Hill got shut down in that game. In, and in the Super Bowl? I, I guess I know well, that. Wait, 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 wait! In the Super Bowl, I like that. Yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl. Let Let's be honest. Nobody got shut down except for that offense in general. The offensive line couldn't block. You can't you can't say a receiver got shut down when you can't your quarterback has no time to throw. Like that's just Patrick Mahomes got shut down. Yo, also the I got Chiefs, throw, I, listen, the Kansas City Chiefs offense will be just fine. I promise. Oh yeah, you. I'm not saying and 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 I'm not saying that they, like they they have needs that like this is a big they didn't have deal. a healthy they didn't really have a healthy running back. Clyde Edwards was just getting back healthy. Levy also was also, your right. starting left tackle is still. Oh no, he's back on the right side. Mike Remmers is still playing on that team, and that's not okay. Mm. It's not I, okay. I'm, I'm very confident that they will address the offensive line. Through they've, the I mean, they've already addressed it. They, the they've already three of. I think three of their four or three of their five offensive linemen are new this season. Joe Tooney from from New England. Oh, that's right. They already got Tooney. I forgot. Austin Blythe from well, from the Rams. Uh, Kyle Long is there as well. Um, not saying Kyle Long's yeah. a big name, or like I, I'm just saying he's new. He is a new face on that offensive line. But at your left tackle position, you have Martinez Rankins and Lucas Nyang. I, no one of of note. And the left tackle mm-hmm. position was a very big need for them last season, and arguably the reason why they lost that Super Bowl because they didn't have a good left tackle. Left or right, or let's right. be honest, so, it was bad. I mean, out of all the free agents out there, I don't know if there's a good left tackle out there that would be better than drafting one here. Yeah, but see, just because you need a left tackle doesn't mean you say, oh, what's the best left tackle on the board? Oh, we got to take him. Like, that's not the way a draft works. You don't, I mean, you don't have to. And the best left tackle that you see might not be the best left tackle that they see. But, they might see a left tackle that in the third or fourth round that they're like, hey, this guy's going to drop. We can get him, and we feel like we can develop him into a, a good tackle. It, that it goes more than just saying, I have a need. The kid out of Texas is still there, according to your draft. The kid out of Texas would still be there. Why did I go to my mouse like I could bring up my draft board? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, again, I'm not saying they can't go. So when, mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I do a mock and I get two picks, basically the last four to five picks, the teams that were in the championship games – a lot of that, they were just there. I look at their loss that they've had, what they lost at, at certain positions, what they've brought in through free agency. And then I, I, a lot of those teams are drafting, not necessarily out of need, especially in that first round pick. I'm a big believer when you're a team last year, for instance, I don't think Kansas City needed a running back in the first round, but they looked and they said, let's take the best available guy. And we think it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire and that's who we're going to take. And I think they're in a similar situation this year. I think they're a good team. They're going to be, they're going to be a good team again, and I think they'll figure out what they need to do. But I think they're going to be in a situation where they're going to say, who's the best player here? 
and that's who we're going to take. And I, I think Trevor Mooring is it fits that defense. He's aggressive. I like I like what he brings, and that's why I went with him. Could it be somebody else? Absolutely. Could it be a linebacker? Sure. Could it be an edge rusher? Good. Yeah, that's how all mocks could be. That's it, guys. It's let's be honest. We spend most of our time on the top 10, 15 picks, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And well, I was actually surprised that I had I was as hot as I was on the on those last picks because it's just I it didn't you you proved me on the on the (laughs) Buffalo one. I don't think I'm sold on the Kansas City one, but again, we are going to be drafting our final mock draft the day before the draft on Wednesday. April what 25th might be I gotta check the date here uh it would be April, April 28th got it we will be here mocking together as a family as a big rough cut family hey, get this together. get this Vinny this is kind of this is a two-hour show it's kind of it's a, a precursor to what it's you guys are gonna have to deal with us all draft night long right? oh yeah we're gonna be on yeah. live for the draft so April 29th uh, come prepared. You're going to hear a lot of us. Hopefully we, t- we talked about getting some videos in and letting some of some of the fans out there make their case for who they should draft. Um, so two hours, it was good. It was good because now they get to know what it, what it feels like. We're in, we're in training mode. We are, we are, yeah, we're, right, we're right. training ourselves for a two hours sh- for, it'll be, it'll probably be more than two hours. Draft will start oh, at yeah. eight. It'll go till 11 at least. Yeah. You'll, you'll be stuck You'll be stuck with us for almost three plus hours there, man. So uh, be prepared for that. Any last (laughs) words, AJ, before we close it out? Thank you to everyone who got in here, who stayed with us. Uh, Thank you guys for all your comments and enjoying it. Uh, Appreciate you, uh, Aaron. Great mock. Uh, Thanks for fighting through here and getting here safely. We're happy to see you as always. Shout out to my grandpops. Dope. Fantastic. He said we're very professional fellas. Uh, thanks for making thank me look you, good. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go buy some Yeti. Use those links. We'll have them on our yeah. Facebook page, our Twitter page, probably IG everywhere. So hook us up. Hook us up. And be sure to invite all of your friends to join in on all the fun that we're having at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Aaron, any last words? Uh, thank you for everybody for hanging in there for the the two hours. <laughs> Again, sorry I was late. I'm not usually one that likes to be late for anything, but. It's the rough cut. It's, off on it's, it's the rough cut. It, it rough gets rough. But off on them. I appreciate everybody that uh, that stuck with us and all the comments and chatter and the back and forth with Vinny and AJ. And uh, <laughs> it's fun, man. That's all I can say. Appreciate it. So it was good times. It was good times. And I guess it's time for this. <clears throat> Audio turd nuggets. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.